don't worry here. Right, we're recording. Right, we're good. We're good to go. We're good to go. Right, okay. I've got um my name's uh, David Wilde, I'm a filmmaker actor from Scotland. This is Thomas McCrudden. Uh Crudden Crudden. <laughs> <laughs> um, we knew you were going to get that right. Uh, we knew we were going to get it right, you know. And uh, so we're having a little chat here about Thomas's uh, work, you know, and his his plays and and he's been involved with in his book and he's you know even filmmaking as well. He's been into. Um, so just to get started, when we um, it's usually quite different when I'm doing these things because I've usually connected with people online for years that I've never actually met, you know. And I, it's the first time I spoke, but I met you first, you know. Yeah, we met, spoke, eh? <laughs> um, Which was on... Uh, so I was following you first. You didn't, you didn't know I existed. <laughs> oh, right, I was, right, I right. was following you. <laughs> right, you're following me? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I've, so um, we met on James Price, who James Price is a yeah. Scottish filmmaker, a great Scottish filmmaker. Um, and I was on... Uh, James is one of his films, a little part, so we met there on the shoot, which uh, gave me plug Spiral. Uh, was it Spiral? It was Spiral, wasn't it? Aye. Spiral, you know, aye. Which you were acting in as well. So that's where we met. Um, but I'd read about you online after that, you know, because obviously you connect with people, you want to find out a bit about them. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, but your past and your plays and how it all started and, you know, and for there. So, yeah, let's just chat about stuff like that. But f- filmmaking, your book, your plays, how you started... Um, yeah. And before we start, you know, um, I because um, I I don't want to get any, I know I actually worked with Jeremy. Is it Jeremy Weller? Jeremy Weller, yeah, the director. Aye, I went in the past. I knew I knew his name. You know, I'd worked with him for two days or something. I went in the past. All right, you know, right. I'll tell you yeah. that. I'll tell you about that in a minute. Um, hmm. But yeah, so I don't kind of talk about you know just talking about your your past, uh, Tosh. You know, you are in in prison weren't you you know and that's yeah. how you, you got creative and were you, did you uh, were you in prison for a while and is that where you started writing or you know yeah yeah i i, I get sentenced to five and a half years and right. when i went to prison my writing my education was non-existent really right if i'm honest right. it was a, a pretty low standard yeah and i didn't re- i didn't really le- realize that till i went to prison right and i get I get put into a cell one night, an empty cell, and uh, somebody h- handed me a book. Right. Here, here, we man, I'll, I'll keep you company, sort of thing, in there the night. Yeah. Yeah. He gave me this book, but I was like, I just put it down. I didn't know how to read it. I right. didn't know how to right. start. I didn't have the, the concentration level to, to read the book. Right. You know, at least I thought that anyway. And that book sat there for three or four nights, and eventually I picked it up and I read that book. Do you know what I mean? And it just became an obsession for me reading in prison. Then I started writing, and it just it just opened up other avenues for me. You know what I mean? Took me away. Like even when I was in prison, I'd, I'd write wee scripts up for the boys, and we would play them out on the landing and in the cells right, and stuff like that. Right. You know what I mean, have a wee laugh at <laughs> the past right. the times. You know what I'm saying on the on the day. Yeah, yeah. So I just fell in love with it in, inside prison writing. You know what right. I mean? Really, that's that's when I fell in love with it inside prison and having that time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. in in the past, I've always wanted to be a writer. Do you know, I always wanted to be. I used to write stories years ago when I was younger and growing up. But because of the lifestyle and the, being a gang member and stuff like that, you just didn't talk about any kind of things. Do you know what I mean? You didn't show no, them I, to your friends I, and stuff. Yeah, it yeah. just wouldn't went down well. Do you know what I mean? Did, You're trying. Did, 
Yeah, sorry. Did you get discouraged with that as well? Anybody that you could tell about writing, or did anybody encourage or discourage it, or you know? Yeah, yeah. You get, I called names. You know what I mean? I showed it to one person who 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 was well to do at the time, and you know they just took the mic out me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they just slagged yeah. me off, and I just put my head down and just suck. It was a joke, and moved on. Do you know what I mean? And you don't touch it for four or five years and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And then again, yeah. the same when I, when I went to prison and. I decide, right, what am I going to do when I'm in prison? I was having a laugh doing the writings with the boys and stuff like that, but I said, right, I need to use this time proper. So I went to education, and the teacher just asked me the question in education. She said, who do you want to be? And I just came out, I, just, I said, a writer. Right. She's right, go up and write me a story. And I sat up at the back of the class, and I wrote her a story, and that story was called The Glasgow Crew, and that right. became the real Glasgow region. Right, you know what I mean? Right. And now that story's been published, you know what I mean? So, yeah. We'll get to that in a bit, don't Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I was just saying, yeah. it was just having that time in prison. Yeah. It, 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 it helped me fall in love with writing. Right, you know what I mean? Right. And it, it just started on a session with me to, to want to be a writer, a storyteller. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Started that obsession with me. And leaving prison, I started a charity work called, called Positive Prison, Positive Futures. And with that, we were. Uh, Helping other boys and lasses coming out of prison, reintroducing them back into society, helping them out, getting them back onto their feet, showing them it can be done with somebody like me who's had a past and changed room. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's well, that, you, can, it's, you can probably be a better role model than a lot of other people because you're identifiable with them in there. Do you know what I mean? Well, it's that lived experience, isn't it? It's yeah, that lived experience. Yeah. It, it worked for me when, when, I, when I done the charity work, when I went into the prisons and I spoke to the boys and spoke to the lasses, they, they knew it was the truth, they knew it was coming for somebody who. Who they could reach, somebody who they're probably lived with, somebody came from the same streets as them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and it, yeah, and it, yeah. it made a bit of a difference. Yeah, and again, yeah. through that, through my charity work, I lost writing again because I was so wrapped up in doing the charity work and helping helping other people out at the time. I just put the right. story, put the story in a draw, and put my writing ambitions in a draw, so to speak, and just carried on for another five years working with the charity, supporting people coming in out of prison. Right, and it wasn't right. till one day I was working with, with, with someone and they asked me what I'd done. My boy I was supporting, it was a, a weekend, I went down to support him. And it's like, you can wait down here to support me. What do you do, big man? I says, oh, I love writing, I want to be a writer. He's like, have you got any stories? I said, have you got a wee story? He says, sends it down, let me know about it. He says, have a wee read? So I did and he read it and little did I know, he had a friend who, whose name was Mark Trainer. He was right. the associate director of Jeremy Weller, right? And he he passed this boy passed this this prisoner passed this one to Mark and passed it one to Jeremy. Right. He contacted me, and that's where the plays came alive from. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Through that I, want, I want I want to come to the plays in a minute. Um, I just right. want to ask more about prison life in the sense that you would think that everybody that goes into prison has got a lot of time in their hands. They would become introspective. They would think, but no, everybody does, do they? No, I mean, there's a lot no. in front of it. There's a lot of politics in prison. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, prison, yeah, prison yeah. no, it's not a good place. You go to be no. strong to survive. I mean, you, you know, yeah, and aye, and to aye. to focus on something else that's not in that prison and believe in it. Yeah, it, it yeah. takes something else. Do you know what I mean? And that's 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 what I done. The writing gave me belief in something that that wasn't there. It was outside the concrete and the bars. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I believe it, in it. Give an escape and a purpose sort of thing, you know, like probably, you know. Absolutely. I, I, yeah, yeah, you cling yeah. on to anything, do you know what I mean? And that was, I didn't realise at the time, it's only new when I look back, do you know what I mean? 
Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I look back and I sit there and I remember myself sitting in my cell and <clears throat> writing to writing to one of my family members and it started snowing outside and you just add it in your stories. You just, you know, it's just yeah. it makes your beliefs even stronger for you to, did, to be out did there. It, did it make you think about your past and how you got to where you got to and how you became that and this and this, you know? Yeah, well, absolutely. It's one of the most, it's, I would say, traumatic nights of my life was inside prison, where yeah. my conscience was was born. Basically, my yeah, my conscience yeah. was born inside prison. One night, I went into my cell, and the door slammed with the same weight, the same noise, the same clatter as every other night, a hundred nights before. But this night, it just changed for me. Do you know what I mean? I'd seen something happening on the landing that day where. Where a boy was getting bullied, who I right. call the wolf pack, and yeah. I seen them, I seen them smelling his weakness, and I knew that they were going to go and day, right. you know. And something inside me, the person that, I mean, even in the, in prison, anybody will tell you, you got to wear a mask. You got, you got to be tougher than even you went in. That's what I was going to ask. What if you go into prison and say it's something that's quite? Um, I don't mean minor. You're not going to, but it could. I mean, you know, if you go into prison for some crime that's not a major crime, right? But you're mixing with prisoners that are a bit, you know, a bit rough than that. Have you got yeah. to, you can't be vulnerable. Have you got to make your mark right away or something? How, do you, how, how vulnerable do you become? You know, that have you got to, you know, do something to say, don't fuck with me or, you know? Yeah, you've just, you, you've got to show no weakness. You've got yeah, to show yeah. no weakness, you know what I mean? To, to, to the prisoners and the court. Because that's what I'm imagining, you know, yeah. Yeah, and, and I, this is what I'm saying, this boy. I mean, you get me certain convictions. You get it's it's a terrible thing to say, but it's the truth. You get me certain convictions. You get into a pecking order. But like anywhere in life, your yeah. experience puts you in in front of the queue. Somebody with less experience. Yeah. And it's the same in prison. You come in with a certain charge, people will go, "Better watch him. He's in for this kind of thing. This is a charge he's on." Do you know what I mean? Right, Whereas right, right. if there's somebody else who's just in for minor offences, he's road traffic, whatever it is. Somebody who's been down in their pain. Or, yeah. He ended up in prison, like this character I'm talking about. He ended up down yeah. his time, he ended up in prison. And I've seen these boys going to bully on him, do you know what I mean? And for the first time, I stood up for somebody else, do you know right, what I'm saying? Right. In the sense, I shouted out to the boy for my landing to let him, you know, look up and I waved to him. The boy waved back, probably yeah. just out of fear. Didn't know yeah. me for Adam, I didn't know him, but I knew it was going to yeah. happen to him. Yeah. And I, and I walked down and into his cell and I spoke to the boy. Give him a couple of cigarettes and that and roll ups and that. And I said to him, If anybody says that, just tell him you know me. And he's like, Right, nobody's big man. And walked through the cell and he's walked through his wave to me. And I, and I watched the wolf pack walk away, do you know what I mean? Go and look for another victim, so to speak, do you know what I mean? And I'm back up to my cell. But as I say, that night I had to shut my door. I changed completely, do you know what I mean? Because I showed weakness by doing that, by helping out another human being inside prison. I showed weakness. Well, they, but they could. That's no weakness. That's strength to actually fucking do that. But they could. It could be perceived as you know. In that hierarchy. Yeah. That yeah. that's seen as weakness. You know what I mean? Was ah, he yeah, doing yeah. that for? Why is he doing that? Because the character I was, it was right out of characters. You know what I mean? The whole the yeah, whole prison yeah. watched me do this, including the yeah. prison officers. You know what I mean? That's right, how. Right, that's right. why I remember it so much because it was it was such a moment for everybody in that land in that day. Right, you know right. what I mean? Because you had this loud mouth prisoner, and then all of a sudden he's in there helping somebody out. That yeah, yeah. Everybody tried to connect me when I was in there, and nobody could connect it by my anger. Do you know what I mean? And then yeah, one day yeah. this boy came in. As I say, he walked in 
He made no eye contact with any of the officers. He made no eye contact with any of the cons. He was shuffling and his shoulders were down. I just seen, I just knew I had to go and do something, do you know what I mean? Aye, aye, aye. And that, that completely changed me. Was, right. The, the person I was that night, I went into that cell and my mask came off, so to speak. Uh, it fell off. I didn't need to pretend anymore, David. I didn't need to act yeah. anymore, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I could be who I, I wanted to be now. Do you know what I mean? I, as you say, there was mere strength and what I thought it was at, at the time. Do you know what I mean? It's a strength of character, but it's inside. Do you know what I mean? Today, yeah. you, know, like, you know. Yeah, um, and as I say, now through a physical, physical, mental, whatever you want to call it, thing that night, like that. Yeah. Like all my nightmares, all the things I've done wrong, all the crimes I've committed, all the people I've hurted, all the voices I heard them all, all the tears. All come through everything all the way back yeah. as a, a yeah. little child. It was just like watching all my mistakes. Yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? And then there, the last—that's the last. Aye, sorry, sorry, you go on, you go. No, I was just saying. Yeah. And the last scene of that was me in that prison cell. Do you know what I mean? And I said, right, yeah. where do I go from here? Who, who am I from here? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And as I say, the writing became part of, and it developed into who I'm on now. Well, that's that's already that's already you gone somewhere because that's that's kind of solidifying that you're not coming fucking back there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean that's your yeah. you've took a you've took a big you've probably took the biggest step just that a realization waking up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, to yourself, um, like self awareness and discovery. You know what I mean? So that's a big fucking huge step, man. You know, because a lot of people don't, and you know yourself. I mean, I read about it. They're back in the prison. I mean, how many yeah. prisoners go back into prison? There's a good percentage of them, isn't there? In Scotland alone, it's like seventy-five percent of people yeah. re-offend within forty-eight hours. Sometimes, and that's you know probably I mean? because I mean several reasons which you'll know, but probably maybe one of them because that I think I, I don't know if I heard you saying it or somebody else recently. You were saying that when you once you've done your time and you go outside, you're kind of still doing your time because people treat you still like a prisoner, you know, an yeah. ex-con, you know. Yeah, but I I wrote about it in my plays. I says when I, when I left prison, I thought I'd done my time, and yeah. I mean I could move on society. And society says we're going to give you another chance. I didn't know that I had. A, <coughs> excuse me, I had another sentence to do. Yeah. yeah, and that's when you're back in society. The changed man that I was, and the new guy that I was, the writer, the artist, whatever yeah. it is that yeah. I wanted to be, the filmmakers, you know, this, yeah. this exciting new person that I wanted to be. And I come yeah. out like this, open arms into society, saying, "Right here, I'm off. Let's let's do this." Yeah. No, the door was shut. Do you know what? The gates get all closed, and the silence came. Out. It, was, it, it was like it was like a new prison. You know what I mean? Without walls. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was just you, you were known as that person, and nobody was going to give you another chance. Do you know Which what I mean? you'd probably make you feel like an outsider, and that's why a lot of people maybe go back inside. Do you know what I mean? If you're absolutely. You know, like, you know. It's it's not me it says, but other people say it and all the system's set up to fail for boys and lasses coming out of prison and new in Scotland and in England. The system is set up to fail. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's it, the, the day a lot of... They, before they used to let people out on a Friday, out in prison. Yeah. Before, my charity work that we done, we, we, we got a law brought in to stop that Friday release because they were letting people out on a Friday afternoon sometimes and the services shut on a Friday afternoon. They're not open again on a Monday. This right. person's an addict, homeless, no money, no family, no love, nowhere to go, been in prison yeah. for two, three, five, many years, and they just put you in the street. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I, I've stood outside some of the Scottish prisons, boys that I've been mentoring, 
walk, waiting for them to come outside prison and they're walking out with a sleeping bag. And I know I'm walking them into a town somewhere and trying to find an accommodation, we'll probably not get it. You know, have yeah, to sleep yeah. rough that night. Yeah, that's somebody yeah. coming out of prison. That's that's a prison that we pay for, do you know what I mean? It's like, I know, one, prison, I know. One, one prison alone, it costs £42,000 to keep them in <laughs> for a year. For a year, £42,000. It costs thirty seven grand to send somebody eating for a year, the same 18-year-old, let's yeah, say. Yeah. So it's something society needs to look at. Yeah, I mean, people... Th- yeah, sorry, you go. Yeah. Society needs to look at it. Yeah, people make mistakes, but society's holding them back again. These people are coming out changed. So when they come back into society changed and they can't be the person they've changed into, who they're they going to become again? Go back yeah, to the yeah. familiarities, go back to the road to know, the people to know before they know they're back in prison again. And I, the whole point is, if you can, if you can work on a rehabilitation programmes in a prison, which you would always think, it's no rocket science, you would think that that's what should be in place to rehabilitate people and educate them. And you get some people who just never will. And some people that are so far fucking gone, they just need to be there for the rest of their life. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, but you, you think that would be the natural thing that they do, but they, they obviously don't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, 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 I got moved to a prison once and they asked me what I'd want to do and educate. I said, well, I want to kind of this writing stuff on. I'd love to go somewhere and do a creative writing course. Oh, we've got a yeah. prison like that. It's got services like that. I think it was about two and a half days later, I'm away down in Vern on a, the, the the wagons, you know what I mean? The ghost train, as they call it. And right. I turn up at this this prison, they say, they say aye, they've got this, they've got that. And they've got nothing. Well, they just right. shake their head and laugh against this. You know what I mean? There's your cells, you know what I mean? So some guys do that. They'll move to prison, to prison, to look for an educational program. That educational program right. will not be there anymore. Right. You know what I mean? So it, it's that and all. Society doesn't see that. Yeah, people don't see these guys and lassies changing inside prison and trying to rehabilitate themselves. I wouldn't say prison itself rehabilitates anybody. It didn't do me. I didn't I've never met anybody that has. Yeah. You yeah. have you have to do it yourself within the yeah. walls. You have to you have to yeah. find what I've done, you have to find a belief in something outside yeah. the walls mm. and aim for that. Do you know what I mean? Well, I remember so, seeing that that uh, which come Jimmy Boyle film, you know, years ago, and you get put into another unit where they treated them less, you know, yeah, more like a fucking human being. Um, but I'd always thought for years, not recently. I mean, I know the last so many years I've read about things, but I always thought in the past, or you when you go to prison, you must get edu- rehabilitated in some way because that just makes fucking common sense, you know, that to try and. You know, um, no, it's, it's, it's insane. That, it's insane. David, you know? as I said, see that forty-two thousand pound a year that you, yeah. you as a taxpayer, pay for to keep a young eighteen-year-old in prison for a year. That's yeah. him locked up twenty-three hours a day. That's no educational programs. That's no rehabilitational program. That's just him locked up and fed and watered. Yeah, it's, there's uh, nothing. There's nothing there insane. inside the prison systems. You know what I mean? So when we. When you see the young boy coming back out and you shout at him and say, oh, that wee boy at it again, get a wee second and think about where he's been the last 48 hours when he left prison the first time. Has he got yeah. a family? Has he got anybody that's loving? Has he got anybody that's supporting him? Has he yeah. got issues? Is he an addict? Do you know what I mean? It's What's his traumas? What, why did he end up in prison in the first place? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, because there's always a reason. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and that was, one that. Of, that was one of the things for me when I say when that day that my mask came off inside prison for me, the next day when I walked out in the landing, it was like, I could see all their masks and all. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I could see yeah. the stitches where they've been putting the masks on for years and covering up their traumas. and yeah. Their, yeah. Their, Just 
to open up and speak to people. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah, it's just it's just that kind of thing that you don't see inside prisons, you know. And you, that's what they need. They need that belief that when they dig it out, the change that they do inside prison will will be accepted on the outside. Do you know what I mean? You need some. For me, when I see in life, you need some hope. If you don't have any hope, related at the end of the tunnel, you're fucked. You know, it's like if you can't see a way out. It's like you don't need to be handed everything, but if you can see a way out that you can fight yeah. towards, but if, if 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 the hope's taken away with everything for you, because I even never meant, I remember as a, a young teenager, um, and this is what I'm saying, it must be even harder with somebody coming out of prison, but even as a teenager, you want to go into your careers office, you want to say in Scotland, or when I was in school, I want to do this, I want to do that. When I was in school, you just teachers just fucking laughed at you. You <laughs> can just sell on. You know I'm out to yeah. nothing. You know, yeah. or I went to careers office. I want to try this. In fact, I went to a college in Paisley, and I said I maybe want to try acting one day, and the whole fucking class laughed. And it was like, well, what the fuck are we doing here to try to educate ourselves yeah. in for? Now, yeah. That's no me, somebody in prison. What's it like for somebody to come out of fucking prison saying they want to change their life? It's going to be even fucking 100 times harder. Yeah. You know, because we've got such a negative sort of... It's part of our culture to go, who do you think? Yeah, why are you trying that? You're wasting your time. You're, you know, you're a dreamer or whatever. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, so, so the system's all <laughs> set up. Even the Rehabilitation Offenders Act 1974, it's wrong. It's, it's obsolete yeah. for today, for today's society, for for. The, Boys and lasses coming out of prison today, do you know what I mean? And it's always so, the same groups of people, yeah. whether it's whether, whether it's just, the, you know, in the other states as well, you know. Yeah, the, the last statistics <laughs> that I looked at about it, I said, as I said, about the reoffending rate in Scotland is about 75%. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And the the, the, the discrimination rate against employers with people with a conviction in Scotland is 75%. <laughs> so where, when I come out of prison, nobody will employ me. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I get, I get, I get no job, no, no, no prospect of a job. For the first three years after leaving prison, I slept in a mattress in an empty house, just in a mattress. That's all I had. Do you know what I mean? Because society wouldn't give me that chance to, to, to show them what I'd proved. Do you know so what I mean? did you, did you ever get to a moment where you think you'd be back in there at that period? Oh, absolutely, I was a few dark yeah. moments. Yeah, a yeah, few, yeah. few chaps so, at the, chaps at the door, and people offering me solutions financial that. It would solve all my problems instantly and get me a couch and a TV and a cooker and food yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. Do you know what I mean? But again, it's that I had that belief and I, I didn't want to give up in that belief. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? So yeah. Yeah. some people just haven't got that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So in a way, I was lucky that I had that belief and I, and I kept pushing forward for that. Do you know what I mean? I, I wasn't giving up. That it got me through prison. So I believed in it myself. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I believed yeah. in what. The, the strength of it and where it could carry me. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what yeah. just kept me going. No, that's brilliant. That so, so when so when you were out for a while, when when did you start again the creative stuff again, like the writing? I know you said you were helping with the prison and that other. What's that? What's that thing that you were involved with? The scheme, the prison. Uh, uh, the prison? Positive the prison. prison. So when did you start to get back into the writing again, like involved in creative wise, or the you know? Well, as I say, it was about. To give dates a wee bit of hang me. I came out of prison at, to come back to Glasgow in two thousand and two. In two thousand and eleven I went to college at the age of forty. Right. All right. Sold my sold my business, had a wee window cleaning business, had three right. or four people employed by me, stuff like that, do you know what I mean? Ex offenders. I sold it all and back to college and again I walked into a classroom and the teacher the lecturer asked me, Who do you want to be? I says, I want to be a writer. And she says, Right, write me a story. You know, right. and I, again, I, I wrote another chapter of the, the, the Glasgow crew, and I knew I had it on my, my memory stick. 
I said to right. they're the first chapter, and it wrote <laughs> it about five, seven years ago. Right. I, sat, I sat that day in a class, and I wrote another chapter. And she right. says, Tommy Shield just wrote this just now. And I says, aye. She went, thank goodness, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, right. and it, as I say, it just went for there. When I went back to college and I decided I wanted to find more about myself and maybe give something more back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's when I, yeah. I, get, I, get, I, was, I was volunteering different places around Glasgow with ex-offenders, you know what I mean? Right. And try right. to help out and try to find something to cling on to, something that I could use my experience of prison and changing in prison. Yeah, and then, yeah. Uh, as I say, I came across a, a mob who, who said to mention me about, uh, I think it was on post or something like that, you know, and they're like, what is it, you want to do again sort of thing? Oh, I want to be a writer, you know, and it's just that thing, it just, it kept getting brought up, you know, yeah, and, it, yeah. and it, I'd never get the time to sit down again, and as I say, it wasn't until 2011 when I started the college and the, the, the class read it right, the people in the class were like, hey, what's going to happen next? Tell us man what happens next. Well, so, that's good because that's, that's, that's the response you want. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and so I'm sitting in it. I'm, instead of coming home, coming home and doing my, my college work and stuff like that, I'm sitting writing another chapter of the the real guys reading and taking that into college the following week. The class are sitting reading it and the teachers right. are reading it and, and it just kept building from there, do you know what I mean? And, right. That right. gave me the time and space, being at college, to pick up the, the writing again, right, you know, right. and, and start writing proper again. And then just at that same time, that's when the opportunity to get involved in positive prison, the charity work came up. Right. right. As I say, the, the next seven years of my life was basically just involved with that, do you know what I mean? Up until, right. 2000, up until 2015, when the the boy that I spoke about earlier on, David Wilde, his name is, a good guy, uh, <laughs> he, passed up, he passed it on to... Mark and you know and that's when I got to start writing about the plays, you know. Again, so so I'm 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 going to meet Jeremy Weller and Mark Trainer for the first time, right? Eventually after right. a few months. I didn't really like to go and see them. Arty farty people I'm saying to myself, it's not my kind of people. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm saying he's gonna be wearing a scarf and all this a guy when I meet him, right? And he was wearing a scarf, but that's a different story. <laughs> before <laughs> and, you get into that, before you get into that. This is I I met Jeremy Weller. I came back from London, um, and I felt like a complete sort of failure. I went to London to try and get any acting, and I went after the rails and everything. So I came back to Scotland, and I think it was nineteen ninety seven or something. I was just getting any acting, and I remember seeing this thing in Leith, an advertisement for you were mixing with people that were non actors that were maybe um, homeless people or ex criminal whatever, and they were going to mix them with actors. So I remember going there. And seeing Jeremy Weller, I think it was like two nights. Um, yeah. It was called, was it The Promise or something? Um, it's oh, called the Pro- it ah, you've done a couple. It's called The Promise. It, on YouTube, there's a BBC Scotland a documentary about it, you know. Yeah. But I remember being there a couple of nights, and the guy that the main thing was about, which was a kind of least hard guy, you know, um, and uh, we'd done some improvisations, and uh, I don't think he liked me. But I was I was a bit confused by it all because I thought, who's this fucking Jeremy Weller? Because he looks as if just like you just say, who's this fucking arty farty, you know? And then <laughs> and then it was the contradiction. These people here look as if they want to fuck me up. These are these are no actors either, and that uh, he's too actory, and you're no actory. I'm in the middle, you know. And you know what? I just didn't seem to fit because, you know, back then I went there with a fucking heavy tan and a jet black hair. I didn't. Even, you know, I remember going for an interview with Ken Loach and I walked in the room and they looked for right. rough Glasgow guys and I, I could tell they're looking at Ken Loach's face. <laughs> You're not right. 
He liked Macton. He liked Macton, but he just looked at me like, yeah, you know, thanks for coming along, you know. But anyway, that's the way I felt there. But I was there for two nights. I nearly got into a fight with the main guy, I think. <laughs> and Jeremy's little smiles, and I says, "I think it's going to work for me, Jeremy." And he's still okay. I think, yeah. <laughs> he was very diplomatic because obviously he's dealing with all these fucking, yeah, he's dealing he with is, fucking he actors, is. and he's dealing with fucking crazies. Yeah. So you know I mean, and he was good. But it just didn't work out. But I remembered. I went. I know that guy's name. I just remembered back. You know. Yeah, that, um, as he's as he's forty, he loves working with real life people and try to portray their story, their traumas. Yeah. Their, try and get their story and put it into theatre. Yeah. And yeah. As I say, we we met up. As I say, after a couple of times, we no going to see him. We met up, and sure enough, he walks in with a scarf on, Mister Weller. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and the chats away and stuff like that and I'm thinking oh my, my stories they like to hear my story maybe they'll help me get it published yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I'm thinking yeah, it's yeah. going to be a day one I'm saying it's going to be a film it's going to be a film <laughs> I'm saying maybe he'll, he's a director maybe he wants to direct the film <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Right. he goes like with a real glass reason it was still cold huh? he's pushed it to the side and he's going like, <laughs> tell me about you in prison you know what I mean and I was like right. what do you mean right. it's like you were in prison let's, let's talk about you I want to, I want to talk about you I want to tell us hear about you and tell a story about you and five minutes into the conversation he's as I say he's talking away and he's pulled out this big red book and he's just opened it up and I said across the words Doubting Thomas I said that's what my mummy calls me <laughs> he says that, that's what I want to call your first play now go away and write me a play and I was like right they bother me I don't have a clue <laughs> Didn't have a clue. I had, come, I had to come home and Google plays. <laughs> right, you got to write it in three parts, right? Shakespeare. Right. Get, get me, get right. me into Shakespeare, you know what I mean? Tune into that, sort of things like this. No, and I, so I, I was fine at that. And eventually I said to him, I said, see, that's right. I, play, I don't know what you mean by this. And he's like, look, I like to tell a story about you. And he says, so just write about yourself for your right. young boy. And, your change or this you've spoke to me about, do you know what I mean? Says right, just write about that and we'll get something out of it. And that's just the way it ran. I'd, I'd write blocks on weeks and weeks at a time. He was probably wanting the rough. He was probably wanting the rough structure. structure uh, you know, you, you know. And then we developed the um, plays at the right. writings. Do you know what I mean? And it, it, it just went for there. But as I see, straight, straight away, he was on the same page as me when he said Doubt and Thomas. You know what I mean? I'm saying that's what my mommy yeah. calls me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. He says, and then he says to me, he says. Uh, I'm just writing away in the freezer chat and I looks up and I say, so who's going to be playing me? I say, because I'll give him a hard time. He's like, you. <laughs> Do you know? And my head just went back down again. I'm carried on writing it's again. Like, so wait a minute. You want me to write the plays? You want me to start? <laughs> you want the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Is that kind of thing? No, I'm going to aim excited. I know. I think I've just been robbed. <laughs> wait, he's got his scarf. I'm the director, of course. Aye, so it, it just went for it. There was no... Do you know, it was just that. I says, right, I better not say nothing. Do I look a wee fearty, a wee scaredy cat yeah, or anything like that? I better yeah. not say nothing. Right, cool. I'll do that. I was freaking out. Do you know what I mean? I come down the road freaking out, saying, no, oh, he wants me. I, I can't do this. I can't do this. And, and the process of the plays, as you say, about the character of Jeremy, do you know what I mean? Don't get us wrong. Jeremy's uh, had a bit of a rough up upbringing and all. Do you know what I mean? He, he's been He's got a story to tell his cell. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But he's he's a theatre man at heart, and that's what yeah. he loves to tell and get people to tell their story. So for that, he's a godsend. Do you know what I mean? I call him the magician. So yeah. I, mean, I call him because he sits in front of you and he gives you a pen, a piece of paper, and, and he talks you into your story. Uh, he's like a magician. 
and away he was probably testing you and thinking, I'd like to work with this guy and tell his story, but I'm going to give him a challenge and throw this at him and see if he's up right. for the challenge, probably, in a way that... Because that's quite right. a big thing, going right a play and you're going to act in it. Right. A lot of people go, oh, fuck that, you know. Right. Um, well, as as I know. say, it's that kind of thing about his character and my character, an ex-con, been in prison, you know what I mean? I was in prison for a section 18, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So... Uh, He's going right. He's a violent man. He's got a violent past, and he's sitting yeah. in a room. He's sitting in a room with me in the summer hall, and I've wrote, been writing for weeks about my traumas, my nightmares, right? And I'm saying to myself yeah. all the way up the train, I'm saying, "See if he says anything. If he says, that's me. I'm just walking away. I'm just walking away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean? so, no, didn't say nothing of that. So then he's got he's reading this stuff, and he's all these names retracted. And this is it. I said, "Well, I can't tell you that. I can't." He's like, "What? You need to tell right. me this. You need." To. So there was a yeah. battle. Do you know, there's right, a battle right. between uh, the director and a storyteller, and between this virgin storyteller and yeah, yeah, yeah. what he wants to hold on to, you know? Yeah. Um, and it, so there was a lot of battles between me and Jeremy and the writings, do you know what I'm saying, about what we could do, what I we couldn't do. And, I suppose you need to really trust somebody as well because it's not like writing a piece. If you're writing a lot of stuff that's happened in your life, you're leaving yourself oh. vulnerable there, so you're opening up, so you've got to trust somebody. Back and forth like that, do you know what I mean? Because it's it? about a lot. It's about you, or you know, or you know, based on you, whatever. But that's a very you need a lot of trust for that. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And I, I it took me. I took the the character was even then. I was uh, even still now. I'm probably hard to trust people. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it yeah. took me a time. It took me and Jeremy a few battles now. Few wee punching yeah. the few wee punching the ribs off of me to him. Do you know what I mean? Just, no, yeah. and do you know that yeah. it was, we came, right. we became like two. Brothers, yeah, you know, yeah, com- two competing brothers who could shout and swing and you know, yeah. and but leave the room with, 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 with an agreement and uh, and the beef is a happy sort of thing, you know. So for me, it was it, it was trauma. It was reliving my traumas. It, I, I was in home every night and crying. Do you know what I'm saying? Every time I was yeah. writing about it, I was crying because I was remembering the person I was and the, the things that I'd done. Yep. You know what I'm saying, and, it, yep. and it, for me, it was just horrific to live through all that again, and to realise yep. what I, the person I was and the, the character I was pretending to be. Sorry, do you know what I mean? Yep. And acted yep. out in that world that I thought I, that, that I, I couldn't get out of. You know, and yeah, yeah. To relive that every night through the writings was it was really really hard. You know, I, I woke up every morning disliking myself. Do you know? Well, and then you, the, I. I mean, probably the hardest thing to look in life, human beings don't like to look at themselves and look at the truth and look at the harsh reality. They'd rather shy away from that, ignore it. Yeah. Don't wait to look at, look at right in the mirror at yourself or the yeah. mistakes that you've made. We've, and we've all done things, but, you know, yeah. especially if you've been, you know, it's like, it's a hard thing to do, So, but it's really character fucking building if you do that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know? yeah. But I, <clears throat> I think that's one of the things that I took from it was that, do you know what I mean? That I, yeah. I'm, help, yeah. I'm helping myself here. Exactly. You know what I'm saying right, and it, right. it can it can only benefit me. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It can it can only benefit me. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. maybe advice wise to other people and family members and your sons and stuff like that. I you know what I mean? But it could only benefit me being that yeah. way. You know what I mean? Get that change yeah. through myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. So how did so the plays you start the plays when he said that you had to act them as well? How did you feel about it? You know, you would have to go on stage and act with an audience. How was that? It must have been pretty terrifying, you know. Oh, again, it was. <clears throat> I didn't realize. I don't. I don't think I. I, I realized the, the enormity of it until opening night. Do you, do 
you know, and I walked out there, and I, the, the, the place was full, do you know what I'm saying? And it was like, whoa. Whoa. It's, it's, it's scary shit. It's like jumping out a bloody plane. You know, yeah. You know, you know, it's like... And it was... <clears throat> I'd done the same see-through rehearsals. I mean, we were doing a lot of rehearsals. I struggled. See, every time... See, when I was, I was doing it myself, and I was talking about my stuff and going through it yeah, all, it was yeah. good. Me and, me and Jeremy rehearsing, it was good. See, when I started doing it in front of people, I, yeah. I, I was sort of struggling. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and it was... This is what Jerry, Jeremy says to me. He says, right, what is it, you, what is it big man? I said, oh, just all these people looking at me, man. I said, I'm just feeling. He says, well, what do you, what do you usually do when you walk into a room? He says, I remember the stories you told me. You used to walk into a room and you controlled that room. You owned that yeah. room. Yeah. And, I, and I forgot about that part of my yeah. characteristic. I forgot that I could use it. I threw it in the bin when I left prison. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then I, I was like, oh, wow, what do you mean, so I can use that? I could dip in and use him. Absolutely. So I, dipped, yeah, so I dipped in and I used that bad boy of me on that yep. opening night and I controlled that room. Yeah. That was it for me. That gave me the confidence because after that, I just went, yes, you know what I mean? I can do this. And well, it was yeah. every, night, every night after that, a live show, you know what I mean? 26, 27 shows, you know what I'm saying? Well, I actually looked online. I saw a bit, I think it's on Vimeo, um, and yeah, show on stage and a guy's talking to you on stage and you're sitting in the chair very subtle, no moving, listening. And when I first watched that, I went, I don't know if this is fucking real or not. Because <laughs> I, I didn't know what was going on, really. I thought, I knew there was an audience there. I couldn't see the audience. I thought, is this real? Is this? No, is this? What the fuck is this? Because then I said, I had saying about Jeremy, and I went, I, I, my point is, it, it complete, you, were, you were very fucking subtle and very natural, you know. Yeah. And it's like you say, it's when you own a space, you know. Yeah. You know, that is that, you know, yeah. that you bring that side where you own that space. I don't give a shit, but it doesn't matter. And even if you're addressing the audience, that you're still owning that space, yeah. you know. Yeah, but it's, you know. it's like, now I can say it, but then, as I say, I just used that bad boy card to make control in that room. And, and yeah. that yeah. was it for me, do you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. Yeah. it was they were in my world. What yeah. I said went. I was a yeah. sheriff, I was God, I was a judge. What I said went. Yeah. What happens yeah. in that yeah. room? Because I say it happens, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I done that through the acting side of it, and and it worked for me. It worked yeah. again for me. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And I done the same yeah. every night. I was nervous as a wreck coming across the train every night. I was through my routines. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know I was going to be one of the if I like call myself an actor, but I, you had routines before you went on stage and done your stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I did. <laughs> you know, I went through well, my routine before I went onto that stage. You know what I'm saying? And it's. But I, this is you know, this is a strange thing about acting, just going to be acting for a second. There's so many people that have got very little experience of life and they go to drama school and they learn some techniques, but they don't actually, they've never experienced any sort of, like if you're going to play a criminal, you don't need to be a criminal, but you still need to understand a zone that if I went in this path, I might have went down that road. And if I went down that road, I might have turned out like this or that. The more experience you've got, and you had the real experience, the more experience you've got in life, I think is, I mean, is better for somebody that's going to act and somebody that's just went to a fucking drama school or learn technique, you know what I mean? Real yeah. life experience really helps. Well, it helps yeah. with writing and it helps with, you know what I mean? You know. Absolutely. Even the, see, the, the, there are people in the shows, <laughs> both of the shows that I've done in the Friends, they, they people are ex-addicts, ex-offenders, people that are yeah. mentored, mentored from prison, you know? Yeah. And it, yeah. there was one night, the, the three or four of the boys were rushed on at stage and somebody came up and they asked us if we were professional actors. We were boys for housing schemes. We were like, oh, my God, did you hear that? She thinks we are professional actors and all this. You know what I mean? 
Okay, as that as that we're fucking they were lovies. <laughs> <laughs> we're, all fresh, we're all fresh beans now, you know what I mean? Back Aye. to skiing. I'm a how fresh bean, how you doing? <laughs> how did that happen? I'm a hard man in prison, I came out of my lovey now. I took it extreme. <laughs> you know, it's that kind of thing. It was just that yeah. the boys were like, wow, and even for me at that moment I was in this show and it was my story, but and I'm being honest about this. I've watched them every night and getting their compliments on that, David, and it was something else, you know what I mean? It was something yeah. else for them. And it, yeah, yeah. it's just a shame that we don't get enough of it, do you know what I mean? That's the thing about acting world or theatre or film world, that is so, there's so many distance apart for it. It's not like something that you're doing all the time, do you know what I mean? So yeah. you've, got to have the, you've got to have these other things where it's right now to keep you creative, and, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So you did that play, it's a trilogy, is there still one Yeah, we've still, got, we've still got the third to go because of the COVID and that, the last couple of years it was put off and right. people have moved on with their life, bills to get paid and this year yep. and all. So right now I'm in talks, we try to get a, a venue, you know what I mean? Right. And if I can get the, fe the venue then me and Jerry can sit down and we've got a venue, you know what I mean? Because it's one of the big, even the two, two, the two shows we've done at the Fringe, we put them on ourselves through our own yeah. pockets, you know what I mean? Jeremy and Mark, yeah. they, they, they got the money to put these on and we just got it back after ticket prices sort of thing, do you know what I mean? Right, right. And it's a, right. it was a lot of money to just to put the show on, do you know what I'm saying? For for people like us, and I was paying the, the fares of the, the, the actors coming in and out and helping out like that, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. we were all just trying to pull together to put, put on this shows, you know what I mean? We didn't realise how good it was going to be and how big it was going to be down in Thomas, you know what I mean? And yeah. The, the follow-up we've all got for it and we're the trilogy, as I say, because of the COVID and that, but forget this venue then, me and Jerry can sit in the next couple of weeks and see where we go for it. It's definitely on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is it the Edinburgh Festival, is it? Edinburgh Festival? Well, if I can get a, if I can get a, a venue, a, the venue I want is in the housing scheme. I want to try and bring theatre back to the housing schemes. Right, right. Do you know, one of the things about Downton Thomas again was uh, a lot of people through the housing scheme came to see my show and, and on a particular night this lady was there with her, with her daughter. She was sitting and she watched the show and she says, just during the show and she says, you were doing a moment and she said, and they went and just elbowed me and says, mommy, mommy, that's one of us, isn't it? He stays along the street for us. And she yeah. says, that was it for me, Thomas, and yeah, that was yeah. it for me. Do you know yeah, what I mean? That's, yeah. I, that's better than anything you can do for any youngster for it to show them somebody like them yep. doing doing something that they, they've never seen somebody like them doing before do you know what I mean yeah, so he, in that moment I said to myself and I said to Jeremy I said if we can get get, get to the third one we need to take it back to the house and scheme Black Hill or something like that do you know what I mean and put it on and bring theatre back to, to the kids and the youth there and let them see that they could they could tell yeah. a story their stories are worth telling too do you know what I mean? Especially through theatres, you know what I mean? And put yeah, on the absolutely. Sales and, so that's what I'm hoping to do with the trilogy, do you know what I mean? With the third one of it. So right. I'm hoping that's I'm going sure, to work out. I'm sure Jeremy would definitely be up for that, for that, putting in venues like that, you know. Oh, I absolutely, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, again, yeah. he'd feel this the exact same way as me, bringing theatre back into to, yeah, to, to yeah. people who... Because at the end of the day, you get, you get back all the way back to the cavemen. It's the cavemen that used to write on the wall and say, is it, absolutely. There's a big hole there, there and there's a big lion there, there. Don't go there, there. Yeah. That's yeah. theatre. Theatre should be used, especially for, for, for the deprived areas and uh, the kids, like, your nieces, your nephew, your sons, your daughters. Do you know what I mean? 
especially even for more them. so than anywhere else. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. To, to let them see that not just that they can be part of the lighting, the script writing, everything is the development of, of the show, not just on yeah. what I'm used to. I've done a lot of uh, charity work through my charity with, with youths and gangs, and yeah. they're all that. <coughs> well, you know, get me acting to us, you know, get me been writing and all that, you know. And, 20 minutes later, when I show them that I've been doing it, I'm like, all right, cool. I mean, oh, yeah. I, can, I can talk, the way, I can say it the yeah. way I talk and all that. Then, yeah. Ah, yeah. that's what it's about. It's your Be- story. Because, you know I mean? the, yeah, the, the, the film world and the, the theatre world is quite um, cliquey and elitist. And as we know, it can be that way. So anything yeah. that can take it away from that, you know, the better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's the whole point. You know, it's like when you used to get the. In the sixties, you get the kitchen sink dramas, and you get stories about the the, the real world and real communities. Yeah, that's disappearing all the time. It's yeah, constantly I fucking, and and we're in a world now that's even. It's almost like we're going back to the fucking seventies. Do you know what I mean? The way the world, the, the, our country's gone. Yeah. So you need more creativity. You need more. Absolutely. Like people right. can identify with you know, you know. Right now, Scottish Scottish films, the people with Scottish finance, they put into films and put into fear in these communities. They should be running to us. You know what I mean? They should be coming well, to us in buses and saying to the kids, right, tell us your story. How are you feeling right now after 10, 12 years of austerity, sitting through a war now for the last so many months, the COVID? What are these youths and youngins thinking and feeling? Do you know what I mean? These stories need to be told. And there's, I don't think... What, what is, I mean, when you look at the UK, if you look at Scottish... I mean, we could go and fucking up for hours about Scottish film industry or whatever. There is no UK film industry. There is no Scottish film industry. It's be, we've outsourced our culture to the Americans. You know, yeah. the Americans come here, they make movies here, they go back, they take the money back. Or if they even make Scottish stories, whether it's bloody outlander, it's for American audiences. Yeah. Sensibility. British yeah. movies are funded by American. The actual culture of Britain and Scotland was actually fucking killed years ago with the cinema. You know, yeah. it's all American funded. They don't, so, you know, they don't really, it's not like France. France doesn't out, outsource its culture. No. France makes movies about French people in France. They don't give a fuck about Hollywood. You know, yeah. we, we could have done that here, but they don't. Yeah. You know, yeah. we make movies here for the Americans because it's American funded. Everyone's American yeah. funded. You know. Even even so, the actors, the Scottish actors who are young as are watching on the telly the news, they, they, they're not talk, talking in a Scottish accent. I know, I know. I Do you know, know they're sitting up there saying, I, I have made it, I, I, I have so, come to Scotland and I, I came to Glasgow here and I was yeah. here. But you're, well, we, you know, we've got, you know. We've got Indiana Jones shooting, we've got fucking Batman, we've got, you know, these movies for Hollywood shooting on the streets of Glasgow. We say, oh, that's great, it brings money in. But it's actually no creating a fucking Scottish film no, culture. It's no great at all, no. It's no, it's just I mean? money, it's just it's the fucking same. cash, you know. For, for a football analogy, it was like happened to the Premiership, bringing all, all, all the foreign players in, paying millions over the you know, 20, 30 million back in the 90s, nearly. You know what yeah. I mean? All this money they were paying for these players that we can even spell their names, you know what I mean? And, Look yeah. what happened to, 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 the, to that league. They had yeah. to stop, have a look at ourselves, and start working on the youth again. You yeah. forget about yeah. the youth. As you say, if you get Batman in the town, then you're forgetting yeah. about the, the three or four or five housing schemes five minutes away from Batman Fulham, and who, who, who kids know. have never seen a theatre or have never been inside a film or don't know what a camera looks like or yeah. don't know what the sound equipment looks like. But if but you we, show them it, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but if you look back in history, you know, the way that the country's gone, I believe there's going to be a fucking complete fucking almost collapse. It'll be like back in the 70s when it'll just be like fucking anarchy. And when anarchy comes, it's almost like New York or Britain in the 70s and the, 
you know, when creativity explodes because it needs to be. Because back in the time of the Sex Pistols, they, re- they all thought their life and future was fucking over, so they just fucking yeah. created shit with what they could create. There's a way that, in a way, that way it's no government-controlled. I think I'll, I'll go back to that because I think there's going to be a lot of mental fucking breakdowns with people over the next few years. It's just sunk in after COVID, yeah. after the way the country's gone with money. It's not even started yet, that fucking horror yeah. it's said. And the only yeah. way out of that, as you know, it's creativity yep. to fucking examine yourself. And so yep. in, in a way, it'll get more anarchic and more kind of, you know, but it is, there is no yep. Scottish... And the scary point of that, no, and the scary yeah. point of that, I know, is if we don't, see, if we don't start uh, working with these youths that mean you're talking about, they, yeah. they, 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 they'll develop into somebody like me. You know what yep. I'm saying? They'll, they'll fall with prisons in five, ten years' time. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Without a shadow of a doubt about it. That, no. that, that's the scary thing about it. I know about well, Glasgow and Scotland's done so well about reducing their gang culture, so to speak. Do you know what I mean? It, but just think it about it as, you it's, know. It's, it's all back. And if, it, yeah. if these youths have left to their own devices, where are they going to go? Do you know what I mean? Well, when you've got a world as well that pays people fuck all in wages, when you've got a world that's doubling all the bills, when you've got a world that you get politicians that are so rotten and corrupt to the fucking core that they should almost be yeah. in prison. When you get so-called the leaders like that, then that 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 infects the society where it is almost when things are collapsing, you know, people can almost turn to criminality as well. You go, fuck it. If it's all empty, yeah. fuck. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think the times ahead that we've got dark fucking times ahead. And I'm an optimist. Right. I mean, dark times ahead. But the only way through things, individuals, individuals, is to be entrepreneur. I saw a thing that you were talking about. I totally agree where you were talking about. Um, with Jeremy Thingman there, you were talking about where, about drug dealers and saying you can change your world, you can be an entrepreneur. You must be entrepreneurial to deal drugs and organise things here. And it's true. You know, yeah. many times people have been criminal, but they've got, it's not because they're lazy. They've got entrepreneurial skills um, yeah. that you can convert that into, you know, yeah. you know, stuff in the real world that's not criminal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And it works. You know. It works, David. Yeah. Again, as I say, that was one of the things I'd done. With a lot of boys that I worked with in prison, uh, I'd say I could probably name about five or six and I went out and started their own business with me saying to them inside, all I've ever known is selling drugs. I said, yeah. I can't even count. I says, yeah. right, what's an eighth? What's a quarter? You know what I mean? And he's like, bang, bang, yeah. bang. I says, right, there you go. Yeah. Reverse yeah. that now and use it. Write it down. Look at this. This is your stock. This is what you need. You need to pay this guy this amount at the end of the month. Bump, bump, bump. And these guys, once they change that round and they see that, you know what I mean? Yeah. That yeah. switch goes on. And they, no. they, they, yeah. they, they can do something. They can believe in something that can happen for them. You know what I mean? If you look at criminality as a whole, I mean, look at all the movies that we've watched. You watch things about the mafia and how, how, how they're almost corporate businessmen. The same way in America, was the corporations were corporations and the mafia were corporations because they were entrepreneurial, they're business people. They just happened to be in the wrong side of the fucking law. Do you know what yeah. I mean? You know, but if you use all that Absolutely. entrepreneurial skill when you're watching Goodfellas, you go, they're so fucking motivated, they're so smart, they're so entrepreneurial. Yeah. <laughs> Convert that to, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because if you don't, it's the it's the it's the smarter fuckers like the, your governments that get away with crime every single day, and they just need to apologise. Oh, lessons learned. Sorry yeah. about that. You know. Oh, you got a fine. You got a slap in the fucking wrist. You know. Yeah. They can just yeah. say sorry. You know. Everybody know. else can't say sorry. You're in a fucking jail. Yep. Do you know what I mean? I said it. I said it to the television today. I says, oh, what is it? 126 <laughs> crimes being broke with all the ministers and MPs. I says, I broke crime once. I, I, yeah. And I went to prison for it. I says, I know. so I know. I know thousands I know. of guys that did. I says. How can they, again, are talking about the youth, right? 
if you don't get them into the arts and you don't get them being crea- creative, then they're going to become a character like me and end up in prison. They're going to they're going to cost the society a lot of money, cost a lot of damage doing doing that way on the way to prison. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? A hell of a lot of money. So yeah. Yeah. it's something that we society need to look at and say, right, how how do we stop this from happening? These kids because they're coming back into their communities. Yeah. So yeah. it's get a facility for them, get something opened up for them. If we yeah. if we jo- if we joins in prison for a year and he's been doing a creative writing course. Yeah. set him up for coming out, have yeah. that same yeah. creative writing course or the next stage of it, waiting for him in society so that yeah. the boy is changed in prison, carry on his change outside. It's going back yeah. to what we yeah. first said at the start. When you come out of prison, you don't realise you've got another sentence today. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And it's, yeah. do we really want that? Is that what we really want to, to, to say to the youngins? They know that before they go to prison. So yeah. they're going yeah. to rehabilitate, even if there's a course in there, to know that when they do this course for six months, you came outside, you're not going to be able to use it. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The government spends hundreds of millions of pounds every year on rehabilitation this, or try to do this, or reducing crime here, or reducing crime there, or try to fight drugs here. You took 250 million pound, give me it, and I'll go and buy several businesses. Several, several businesses, and I'll get these boys <coughs> and lasses coming out of the prison gates, and we'll get them in working these businesses. The thing is, all the solutions can be seen, but these fuckers have got other agendas. They can see it's, they've got these other agendas, personal agendas that they want to. They almost want to fucking keep everybody down, you know. Yeah. You know, but see how far they can push people, you know, before there's a fucking explosion. Do you know what I mean? It's like, um. But yeah. anyway, man. So I went. So because I just want you to think. Because time wise, we're wrapping up. Yeah. So in terms of your book, your when did when did your book come out a few weeks ago, didn't it? Was yeah, it, it came out in the thirty first of March. Right. The real glad region came out through Austin Macaulay Publishers. Right. So, so is that is that mixed with fiction? Is it autobiographical? Is it both? Is it kind of mixed with, you know? It, it, it is using my life experience, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You, you, you've got to as a writer, I think. You've got to of tap course. into... Absolutely. You've got to, you know. you've got to tap into... It, it, for me, I, there's, there's a lot of stuff that I've seen, things that I've been part of. Such, it's just life, no. When you're in that, when you're in that world, you you see so much. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it, it just developed from there. Before the, the it was, as I say, it started off with four characters. And then it reduced it just the one main character with his three friends. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and it's again, it's for me. There's a there's a gangster story in it, of course, right? Yeah, there's a yeah. gangster story but a bit of love story in it. You know. This young boy, blah blah blah. So that that story's there, and the gangster story's there. But underneath that, for me, there's this other story. I don't yep. know if you've heard of Aces, adverse childhood. Yeah, no, uh, no. Adverse childhood experiences. Right, right. It's, it's all about. Uh, well, what I've always said about my charity work is me and the 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 gangster. That's the end product. Yep. You know what I mean? The guy I went to prison as he was the end product of what? So we need to get back to line the production line. To find yep. out what went wrong. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and the story. Reverse engineer it, you know. You yeah, know. and then the story of real glass reason <clears throat> through this boy's nightmares, it takes you back to what shaped him, what his right. adverse childhood experiences were, what made him yep. George McDuff, the character in the book, the gangster yep. in the book, what made him that character. Do you know what I mean? That's yep. that's the underlining story for. For me, that's it's in the real glass region. Do you know what I mean? It, again, it goes back to my charity. What my change, as you say, is the story about you. It's about yeah. my change and about how I was groomed to be 
the, the fog or the monster that I was named as in the papers when I went away, do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it, it's finding, it was finding that out for myself and through my plays and through everything else in my charity, well, I've tried to show that to people. I've said to everybody for day one, look at me, use me as an example, you know what I mean? Yeah. Dissect me and find out where, where, where it rang because it's the same things that it rang with the other guy that's going to get into prison tomorrow. The other guy's yeah. due in five years' time. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's that kind of thing. And yeah. for us to look into that, do you know what I mean? We have to look at the people that have done it in the past. Yeah, so absolutely. as I say, I've tried through my charity work. I've tried, tried for, 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 so I say, for about 2011, I've tried to get society to, to listen to people like me. Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And, and again, mm -hmm. is what you say. It's like the film industry, they don't want to change. If they give yeah. me a new room at that table, then they have to give up their chair. You get me? And it's the same thing in the film industry. It's the same thing in the third se sector. If I've got a cure for it, they won't let me onto the big table because then the big table will have to disperse, won't they? They won't be yep. there anymore. So where are they going to go? It's that kind of thing. Yep. That's what we've yep. got in society and all aspects yep. of the society. No, my chair's all right and I'm keeping it here. Yeah. Been, yeah. Move it out of it and let me in. You know, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know yeah. We, we all can eat off the same table, so to speak. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And for yeah. me, the ACES is, ACES is a party. If you look at any gangster new. It'll tell you nowadays. You've heard they've told their gangster stories, they've told their war stories, so to speak. Do you know what I mean? You've got them anywhere on podcasts. But yeah, to ask yeah. them the truth about their nightmares, what made them scared? Do you know what yeah. I mean? What, what, what made them, what gave them that fear as a child that you had to go and make everybody else fear you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's what it was for me. And if I, yeah. if I sit in front of any, any, any hard man that I've dealt with in the prison, they'll say the same. They say, Toss that thing that you say, that's me. Somebody gave me that fear. And yep. now I carry that and I push it on to other people so I don't feel it. That's what you yeah. do with you. You project it so you well, don't feel it. That's why young boys get in gangs as well, because it's fear and numbers. Do you know what I mean? You know, yep. you get gang in numbers because they're scared, so they, they group together. Yep. Do you know what I mean? It's not part of, that's, it's not part of that's that. That's what you see in the glass region. I mean, as I say, a lot of people, have, <laughs> I have a lot of comments with people saying, oh, it's a great story. I love it. Gangster stories are mere. I'll mm -hmm. give you mere the gangster story. And then mm -hmm. with a write up in the Scotsman the other week there with Kenny McCaskill, the MP Kenny McCaskill done a write up right. about it. And that's what he right. touched on about the ACEs. Do you know what I mean? Right. He's saying that the Scottish government, you need to look at this. You need to have a yeah. look at this. Do you know what I mean? This guy's telling you the truth here. It might not be a true story, but it's yeah. real. George is real. Yeah. George is yeah. getting created. George is getting created right now through the last ten years of austerity and the last two years of, of COVID and all the lockdowns and everything else. George is being created. And me, yeah. you, and the rest of society will read about George one day when he comes off the end of the production line. Yeah. You get me? Yeah. When the crime yeah. that he's committed is too much that we see in the papers as it goes to prison. George is out there now alive. Do you know what I mean? And that's the thing about the real Glaswegian. I mean, I, I, I could have titled that the Glaswegian. It would just be a gangster story, David. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. real yeah. Glaswegian. There's yeah. a hint in that. I want you to look into that and the people say, yeah, like, yeah. what's he saying here? So what, yeah, this, what, yeah. this is what shaped this guy, George. So that's what yeah. shaped him. And it yeah, is. It's that yeah. poverty. It's that, it's that grooming. You know what I mean? Well, the, well, the, the gangster thing is just like what sells to people as part of a, a, a sweetener. Like you're, giving them, you're giving them something good, but you put a bit of sugar in it because yeah. gangster is a lot of genre thing. But the real story, a human story, is in there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Me thinks. That's the good stories, you know. Yeah. I, 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 <clears throat> I struggled with it. I struggled writing that story, the real Glaswegian, right? And it was uh, it was a, a hero of mine, by the way, a, a screenwriter, Paul Laverty. Uh, right. at, oh, yeah. at, my, yeah. at my friend's show, me and him were at the friend's show, and I was telling him, he said, I, 
look, look at the story the Glasgow crew I heard them mention it I said it's a wee story I says but it's about violence a gangster I says but the end of the story I says I've given people this story I says but the end of the story I says there's a twist there's a change we find out why and who he is as a human being and all that he's like oh it sounds great Tosh put it out put it out people will love it people will buy it and I was like I'm trying to get away from violence and all this no yeah, yeah. To, I, I don't know why to glorify violence David yeah, in, my, yeah. in my plays or I mean, people will say about my plays, the word violent. Yeah, yeah. The, the, because yeah. The, I, I, lived, I lived as a violent man. I lived in a violent world. It's a story between that. Do you know what I mean? It I think that's me... important when it's somebody, it's that world that you've came for. You know the world. Us fucking filmmakers, we make genre things that are not really about that world. They're really cartoons. Yeah. Cartoon, like my fucking crazy. It's a, I don't know about the crime. It's a cartoon, right? Yeah. It's a genre wrapped up. In, but if you've got a real story to tell, then it has to be the real story. Yeah. To, to, to do its service, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. not shouldn't shouldn't be a cartoon. It should be a real yeah. fucking human story. And that's I mean? one of the things I stopped to even <laughs> even though I was trying to no glorify violence, I wanted the the people that the, the read that genre to look at any character in that book and say they're real. Yeah, uh, I can yeah. meet them yeah. on the bus. Yeah, and that, that's yeah. the truth about the real Glad's region. Do you know what I mean? It yeah, is yeah. that thing. It, yeah. it, for me, as I say, it's back to about the eighties, <clears> about the story behind it. I've got a prequel and now I'm working on the prequel of it just now, do you know what I mean? And again, right. I will delve, delve in there about the the, 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 the relation between Malky right. and young George, do you know what I mean? How Malky grooms him to be what he right. wants him to be, to be sort of thing, yeah, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. So, so aye, that's exciting. So just to briefly touch on because I know you're interested in, you like filmmaking, you've been involved you know, you've been acting acting in filmmakers' film, you know, yeah, and yeah. you've been interested in um, do you see any aspect? Is that your goal to get that made as a film one day, or you know? Oh, absolutely. You know. That's <clears throat> yeah. I, the real Glass region will be a film one day. <laughs> it it's, it's, a, a it's a hard one, though. Do you know why? I'll tell you why. It's a tricky one. Like, and I'm always the person that says, "Get a camera, go make a film." Right, but right. but to go and camera make a film, that's something that it can almost be like um, with something like that. It's got to be really authentic it's got to be done well it can't yeah. just be it can't just be it's got to be it to to serve it properly do you yeah. know what i mean and that's the that's a quite hard thing because it's like you know what the fucking scottish film industry is like there is no scottish film industry yeah. and there is that's the frustrating that's, side so that's I, I took that script away i developed that script with uh creative scotland and bill up film in 2018, right. they took the story of the the, they, real, right. the real Glass region. They helped me develop it into a script. Right, and, right. And that's what you said there. Says that I deserve to get made, but you're talking about a half a million pound to get that made proper. Yeah, and make it yeah. To be the yeah. way it is to get that to Scotland like that. would be yeah. non I impossible. Yeah, and yeah. They, as I said to me for day one, what you need to do, Tosh, is get yourself a producer. See, try to get a producer in Scotland to come on board with. You. I've got producers. I've got yeah. producer. I've got producer in Amsterdam who yeah. wants to come on with their with their production company as co-producers. If I can get a producer on this side, if you right. try to get a producer in Scotland to come on and back you up and back your story. You the thing is, the, the thing is, like for the, for years of making my tiny little films, right? And these are these are like cartoon fucking things, right? But it's the same no, thing. Oh, your stuff's good, man. Yeah, no, but it's, it's they are they are what they are. But I'm, I'm trying to get to the zone of being producers that. For you to get a producer, they usually have to work for no money with no guarantee up front for months or even years. I'm not, I'm not taking the side of the producer, but you no, try to see no. their side. 
So for them to get any money and commit to that, usually you get producers, they'll, they'll get on board when the money's here. You know what yeah, I mean? Because yeah. they catch 22. But to yeah. commit to something like that, it's like for me, at the very start, I tried to get a producer partnerships and then it was like, and then I started to understand, understand people, well, they kind of take six months after fucking life to come and make, make no, films with me or whatever. Just yeah. can't afford to do it. So I ended yeah. up having to do it myself. But that's okay in small, tiny, two grand, four grand movie films. But when yeah. you need a budget, at least a few hundred thousand to do it properly, you know, then that's yeah. harder because you've got to develop the thing. You don't get the money. If you get the money, you don't get it for maybe fucking years or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, a, yeah. It's, a, it's a difficult spot to be in. I, I, or, or unless you're going with something that's on a big fucking poster and it's covered in blood and machine guns and shit and you've got a name attached. But that's not your film then. Do you know what I mean? No, no. no because no, you can go no. to Cannes yeah, Film right. Festival. You know, so yeah. to get something that's really authentic... And really, find me is is fucking is is difficult, you know. Yeah. Um, unless you get, you go to get somebody that's got real contacts in the producing world that goes, I want to fucking make this, and I right. can get the five hundred thousand or whatever it is, you know. That's it. And it's getting in the, the the right room with the right person in it. You, you know, know what I mean? It's like any and other you, deal. Yeah, and then you can go with that side. Well, I'll, I'll try and get it made myself, but it's still hard to make something that, like something like that really deserves to be good and the, the good locations and the right acting and the right thing me it does it and that's some usually costs a wee bit of money you know yeah absolutely. you know that's the case 22 even yeah. try to get oh, like the short films you know what i mean even try again to get, get funding to try and make a short film is, is, is oh, difficult it's, and all do you was, know what i mean it was more easy in the 90s um in Scottish Sweden, that, but it, was, it wasn't either because they were so cliquey. They only let certain yeah. people in. I remember when I made my first movie, even though it was a silly popcorn movie in America, they, they wouldn't even they wouldn't even answer my emails. And my point that I was really angry about, I, I didn't. I, I got to a point I didn't want nothing from. I went to London. I got the money for fucking Guy Ritchie's mob. So I had to yeah. go to London. And but the point what I'm trying to make is, I took Scottish crew from America, from Scotland to America with me. I took a bunch of Scottish crew and there was no help for Scotland in any shape or fucking form. That money came from yeah. London. You know, so that's how little they give a fuck about Scottish creators. Yeah. Where you make a popcorn movie, where you make an art movie, it doesn't matter. It's the attitude yeah. is, is crap, you know. Yeah. Um, it's, I think it's only... I think as the technology is getting better, but it still needs... You, you know you know yourself, when you're making a film, you've been on James Price's films, you know, it still takes... Time and some. Oh, I just know. I mean, I tried to put a wee film together for forty-eight hour film project a couple of months ago there, but yeah, it just yeah. it just didn't work out. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? I know why I put anybody in because again they came out the way to help me out, and we all could have yeah. done better. And all that. No, this it yeah. just for me it proved to me how difficult it is just it's, to do something like that and to get and the, the right people around about you. So to make it. Look that, that it just, as you say, you're not going for an Oscar. You just want to look perfect, yeah. and it, they sound to be good. And, and even just try to do wee simple things like that, it, it, it's hard, you know. It's even even the, even the simple things looks oh that's simple. We can bang that off. Two people talking, whatever. But it, it, it's done. It still takes. Oh, it was a big awakening for me. <laughs> I, it was a big awakening for me. You know, I was like, and the clock's, right. the clock's gone like that. Yeah. When uh, you make films, the clock goes 20 times faster. I always say it, you know, uh, we'll just get this scene before you know it, you've run out of time. But this is the thing, uh, when you're making things like that, you almost have to make like 10 of those with no money. If, like, if you're going to make some yourself, you have to make 10 of them with no money, just with some pals that you can yeah. fuck it up with to, to fuck up six of them. Yeah. So by the seventh time, you've got to hang it. 
Do you know that's what, what I, I mean? found myself doing? I found found myself. I'm always sitting there for no writing about the, the, the books, right? I've got, as I say, I'm doing I'm doing the the, the prequel, real glad's reading. It's called the Untold Story, right? Yeah. For you. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> and it's and then I've got another story in my head for another book for it. But in between that, I'm still writing wee scripts. But what I've done with my script is I'm taking my scripts down to one and two persons. Maybe yeah. just myself now. I'm saying, right, I can go out and I can get a, find a field, I can find a close, I can find somewhere and I can shoot this myself. Yeah, just, yeah. Just because yeah. I've no get, you can't pick the phone up and say, come on, and give a wee shout, out, help me out here. Do you yeah. know, I've not got, I've not got that kind of pull. You know what I mean? Like yourself or pricey or something. I'll like put it up and you get people all flying across now because they've got their films out there. It's, again, it's that having that experience. If, if you if you've got a wee short film out there, people are saying you give a wee shout out. You you get more feedback. It, it, it grows it, I, that way. Do you know what it, I mean? It's that nobody wants to know you. Nobody wants to find me. And then if you fucked, I've done it. My first few were completely unusable, practically. And yeah. then nobody's wanting to know you, so you just have to go through the grind with it. Um, but look, if, if yeah. the way the technology's gone, and the way in Scotland's gone, I think if you had your films and they were, and in a way that they were turned into some sort of serialization, that you could maybe get a community of filmmakers that could help and say, "I'll do one episode," and then somebody get pricey, do yeah. one, get somebody else. You know, I, I, I could help in any way. That if you get a, a group of people over time interested yeah. in it, infused by it, is maybe a way that you could get it done. Um, yeah. Um, but the more you get the novel out there and the book out there as well, because that's the story, do you know what I mean? And the more that you can get that out there as well and the more voice, you know, the more people hear about it, I think yeah, it's important. Because that's, yeah. that's how films are made. Films are made, yeah. most films are made because there's a fucking comic out there, Batman, it's been there for years. Most films are TV series are made because of the novel, you know, because yeah. the audience, you know, that's how they're, I mean, you know. I had the chance to get that printed a... Uh, I think it was the, the year or six months before 2018, I went on the screenwriting course when the story got picked. Right. And I had that chance, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah. So, so it's just having the timing, in it? It's just saying to yourself, right, can I, am I going to go for it here? Will I take this chance here at this time? Do you know what I mean? When somebody tells you they, they believe in your story and they yeah. say, this could be a form, you need to date it this way, you need to date it that you know, you start to believe yourself, and there's nothing better than when you've got to believe oh, in something that you've created yourself. Do you know what I mean? You know that yourself. So I say, I've watched your stuff. You, for me, you're an inspiring guy. Do you know what I'm saying? As you say, you just go and do things yourself. Whereas me, I'm more standoffish. You know what I mean? I've no got that. I just no got that. Hey, but man, hey, hey, you, what you've just told me is more inspired than fucking anything else. So you've got that that side. Well, we've all got we've all got our own things. We're, we're you know, and, and we're character that we do. Um, yeah. But it, hey, it's just a process of learning for years. You know, when I first made a film, when you, you know what it's like when you tell a story, and then you can, even if it's a silly wee story, like when I was in the states, I remember getting a moment on the top of the Hollywood Hills and I seen a bus there and I remember I wrote there's a bus on top of the Hollywood Hills sounds stupid but I remember being in my house in Paisley and I was in a flat and I was pretty fucking depressed I hadn't eaten about a week and I'd been drinking for about two weeks and I was writing this fucking silly script and it's there's a, there's a bus on the top of the Hollywood Hills and then two years later oh there's a bus on top of the Hollywood Hills I'm making a movie <laughs> it's quite kind of freaky you know uh, and it gives you a wee uh, kick it must be like right. when you're doing your plays and stuff like that. Aye, absolutely. It becomes addictive. Aye, I, I mean, I, as I say, for me with the plays, I went through state. I'd come home on a train or at night and I'd be silent all the way home. I'd get myself into the house and as soon as I got into the house, I would cry for about two to three years. 
just cry yeah. every night. They right for two years yeah. in a row. I've done this every night of their live shows. Yeah. I cried at the person I was. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, and then, as I say, it's that you get you, you eventually get strength for it. You yeah. know what I mean? You you learn to turn it around. You learn to, to use it and put it into other stuff. So yeah. when when the wee man said about putting the book out and all that, and then as I say, I had it sitting with a publisher and they offered me an online publisher. Now they offered you the contributory contracts and stuff like the online deals yeah. and all this. Yeah, yeah. So I'm saying to myself, if it's there, do it and see see how it goes. You know. And then as yeah. I say, the, the story gets picked. So I said, I'll put it in a drawer again. But they yeah. said, and then I says to them, I says, I was talking to a publisher. They want to publish it. And they're going, well. That's one of the things you want to do. That's when you start getting producers and people starting to look at it, production companies want to. I says, all right, I could have done that last. Oh, no, I'll get that done. So, again, as, as you say, you just don't know, Dave. You've got to keep on trying. You know, if you get, you know. So you're making that forms and you make your forms. If you've got it in you, you've got to get it out of you. Do you know what I mean? It's exactly. the same with this, it's, it's, same it's with this story. It's expression, even if you're making I, stories, you know. Um, it's like me, I mean... This silly cream thing, right? It's not. It's nothing to do with the cream world, to be honest about it. It's just about a guy that wants to be a fucking creative, but he's got all these distractions. But see, I love that. I love that concept. That's what it's brilliant. I love it's that. So it's a, it's a, I can't make films the way I want to make them, but he can he can fucking write without distractions on his fucking lunatic. So in a way, it's it's in a way it's personal. It's gonna do the cream. I don't it's know. Middle, the you you have to any creative, any artist, any creative person, whatever they do, the job that they do, the work that they put out, the song that they make, the film that they make, it's mirrored then in some way. Aye, you know what because, I mean? It's got because, to, I, I kind of see it no being that way. Do you know what I'm saying? If I if I'd done more films of this, right, he eventually gets a his, his book eventually becomes a bestseller, and if it becomes a bestseller, it gets made into movies, right? And he goes to fucking Hollywood, and he and he meets producers that are like gangsters, and he ends up killing some of them, which I identify with because when I did my first movie, I wanted to kill some of them. <laughs> so in a way, it's therapeutic. It's, it's almost just you're right, what you know, you know. That's what it's about. Really. It's no bit of crime, world, it's about you know, Aye. you know. That that was that was one of the one of the tips to re lecture a woman. I went to university, uh, the, the college, the, the, the woman, the lecturer said to me, she said, Thomas, what does he like doing? I said about writing. And I, she says, I'll tell you one tip about writing. She says, start off with a truth yeah. and then just go with it. Yeah. So, it's, so it's, any artist, you start off a bit of yourself and then it develops into something else. Even if, all, it in, even if you wrap uh, it in a genre, it's still got to have that yeah. truth element. Of yeah, there's still a mean? bit of you inside there. Yeah, uh, It's got to be, you got to be. But look, man, yeah. look, if... You know, I hope the book goes well and you push it out there. But if it comes to a point, you know, in the, the near future, the end of the year or next year or whatever, and you and you kind of get the feature going and you want to say, well, let's try a short or something. If you need any help with a short, I'll I'll volunteer some help in any way I can with a short if you wanted to oh, go that road. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then get, get somebody else, you know, get, yeah. get people together and say, right, for a few days, let's just make the bloody thing, even if it's like... Yeah. You know, or, or you know, and, and you know, everybody chip in a wee bit. Do you know what I mean? If there's some yeah. passion in something, and some, you know, like there's something real in there. Ah, as I say, you know, it will come together again. The last few months have been no well. I had a wee bit of health scare there, so I'm just getting myself back in my feet and that. And I get back yeah. to the gym and start getting yeah. back at it again. Start being yeah. more lively on social media again. Do you know what I mean? Ah, the way I was it. in the past and get involved and stuff, as you say. Yeah. When you get a shout out for something that needs a bit of help, I don't know. As I say, with the forty. Film project and people, yeah. day, people will come and help you when you ask. Yeah, yeah. You'd be surprised, yeah. you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. But it, yeah. As you say, it's getting together, taking it and putting something out there and having a good weekend making something. You, you kind of go yeah. wrong when you've been creative. And you've got to be willing to, you've got to be willing to fail and fall on your face with it, you know. Um, right. and, but you've got to be surrounding oh, yourself with, pe- with people that let you do that and all. 
in a way, yeah. you know, and right. just have it. It's almost like it reminds me back again. Like, remember the, the, the New York underground scene where people would make films in 8mm and of video cameras and they were kind of rough and they were kind of... Yeah. In a way, it should go back to that. Everything's so corporate, yeah. so slick, and you can't, make much, you can't make something unless you've got the proper budget. It's yeah. kind of like, fuck all that. Just get a bit more yeah. rock and roll spirit, you know what I mean? Yeah. The, the industry should be a bit like... There needs to be a separate sector because the industry is ignoring everybody. So it needs to be yeah. an, an underground movement that just fucking does it, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, right, because everybody's still waiting for budgets, even very talented people. I mean, James Price has not had a, a feature budget and he deserves one. You know, he'll probably end up making it himself. You know, he knows himself. I've spoken to him a couple of times. But in a way, it's harder to get half a million than it is to get 30 million. Yeah. Do you know why? Because if you get half a million, you still don't get like a big name in it, right? Mm -hmm. So they have to spend millions to market that. So they, they'll yeah. almost say that's been wasted. Whereas if you've got 30 million, you get Jerry Butler on board that, right? Even if the film bombs, it's still going to make its money back. Yeah. Because they're going to put market money into that. I'm trying to get a 30 million film made. It's almost like I send away the scripts and I forget about it with the lottery. But if Butler comes on board and somebody else comes on board, then it would probably get made. But it's fucking harder to get a million pound film made. Yeah, because yeah. You, you're not going to get Jerry Butler on board or a big star on board. So you have to find a way... Um, to do it, that it that it's still a, a five hundred thousand pound film, but maybe done for fifty thousand. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And it's shot in ten days rather than three weeks. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, which is, uh, but you, but at the same time, if a story like yours, you want to get it fucking good. Do you know what I mean? You don't yeah. want it to be thrown together quickly in two seconds. No, no. You know, you know no. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it deserves no, it deserves better. That you know, you, you know that yourself. It deserves better, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it deserves to look like one of Price's films, but, you know, like a feature, you know. Yeah. Um, and Because he's got that great side where he brings the real... He's got a real authentic voice, but he's also got that genre side enough. Do you know what I mean? Right. You know, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. No, he's it, good. You know, anyway, man, we don't want to bomb him up too much. Anyway, we'll go to I see know, him. we're, we're bearing him. Peter <laughs> Price, this is your time. <laughs> <laughs> but as I say, it's that kind of, when I when I went on that course and the the the, the other people that were on the course, I had a Glasgow accent and my background and stuff like that. And then one weekend, we pricey came up on the course, no, and I was like, "But you're for Glasgow, I know." It's that like the same kind of thing about the boys oh, in the last right, in the stage, right. yeah, yeah, you know. And yeah, I was like, yeah. "Oh, so you've done this writing course?" I know. And he's like, "Where are you from?" I said, "I'm from Black Hill." And he's like, "I'm from Springburn," and it was that kind of thing, right. like. Just wow, down. do you know? Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. it's like, yeah. right, it's real. Do you know what I yeah, mean? You're yeah. here, so, and you deserve to be here. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, and yeah. else you say, but when I, when I had my wee boot, I got this it's squashed, it's bad, my dog's butt on it, the tools <laughs> play with it. Do you know what I mean? But it's just, it's real, I've done it. Do you know what yeah, I mean? It's that, yeah, yeah. What's, what's the next move? What's the next stage? What happens next? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's that kind yeah. of thing. We've got that attitude anyway. If yeah, you get yeah. that, I mean, you get the thirty million pounds for the films we had to make, and we made the films within the next year. If it was halfway through, and we were looking for the next thirty million to make the next one. Absolutely, just keep going because that's the whole point. It's 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 the it's the journey, and it's the fucking fight, it's the energy it keeps you going out of bed. Yeah. It's not even it's not even that destination. It's just that fucking battle going through everything to keep you going, so you don't think too much either. Because you think too much, it's worse than fucking 
drinking and driving, thinking and drinking. You know what I mean? It's worse than thinking and drinking thinking is worse than drinking and driving. That's what I was saying. I had to, you know. (laughs) You know. All right, man. You know, that's probably the longest one I've talked. No, it's been a great chat. I don't want to, you know, keep it. I've enjoyed it. You know, I've enjoyed it as well. Um, So, what gear we plug? I'll I'll put all the links on the videos here and on the podcast. So, what's the address to get your your book and your sites? You know, what's the main address? We can get it through Austin Macaulay Publishers. You can get it through Barnes and Noble. Right. Do you know what I mean? Places like that. The the Repository, Amazon, the Real Glass region, yeah. I'll put all the links on it and I'll put your so- hey, go guys. plug there. There you go. <laughs> and I'll stick all Bye. your links on the videos, man. You know. David, that's fantastic, brother. I appreciate it. Enjoyed my chat. Thanks, man. Um, great chat with you. Loved it. You know. And, uh, As I've said to you before, when I meet people like yourself, I always know I'm on the right road. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know about that. I don't. Yeah, I'm not finished <laughs> yet. I might take that road. Great down that road. I may end up going Walter Whiteway trying to get budgets for movies. <laughs> so who knows? I'll not be far behind you. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Anyway, all right, all right, Josh, man. Great right, chat with friend. you. It was really good to talk to you. I appreciate it, right? See you later. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot. Bye. See you later. Bye.